Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Pilates Policies. I'm Sienna Pilati and I aim for my show to be an informational source about current issues in the world of policy, politics, and or government. I do not share my personal opinion on any of these issues, but I do enjoy exploring the many arguments of each topic and sharing predictions for the future. To start, I just want to thank you so much for being here and for listening, especially since I did not publish an episode last month. I had just moved back into school and I had a bit of a cold, so I decided to take a small break. But we have plenty to talk about today. As you may have heard, the government may or may not be shutting down. Not to worry, this is much less scary than it sounds, but let's unpack what's happening. First, we need to understand what exactly is meant when we say that the government is shutting down. And all of this comes back to funding. The fiscal year for the U.S. government ends on September 30th, which is today, meaning that after this date, they run out of funding that sustains government functions. To keep the government open, per se, Congress needs to pass funding legislation and it needs to be signed by the president before the new fiscal year begins on Sunday, October 1st at 12.01 a.m. If this does not happen, then the government shuts down and all non-essential government functions cease. In what seemed like the 11th hour this afternoon, we actually had a deal that will keep the government funded for just a little bit longer. Earlier today, the House of Representatives passed a bill that sustains government functions for 45 days, and by then, hopefully a long-term deal is reached. It passed through the Senate as well, and now it must be signed by President Biden before the clock strikes 12.01 tomorrow morning. Until the bipartisan bill passed earlier today, the two parties were barely even speaking to one another as a shutdown loomed in the distance. It seemed as though an agreement may never be reached and the government would shut down. The Speaker of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, was dealing with other Republican members stubbornly avoiding deals and also facing removal as Speaker if he were to ask Democrats for help, putting him in a tough spot. But now that a short-term spending bill has been passed, the federal government will be able to continue working into October and federal employees will receive pay. Traditionally, when a government shuts down, all non-essential workers, including military members, must forego their pay until the closure ends. All federal agencies also stop their non-essential work, meaning that people applying for federal services would also face delays. Hopefully, by mid-November, when this extension ends, Congress has reached an agreement over long-term federal spending. If not, in a couple of months, we could be facing another shutdown. In the midst of all this stress in Congress today, a Democratic representative from New York, Jamal Bowman, was seen pulling the fire alarm in the House of Representatives office building. He was caught on camera pulling the alarm at the same time that the House was supposed to vote on the shutdown bill. 
Motives have yet to be revealed by Congressman Bowman, but this is just so funny to me and adds to the craziness that has ensued while Congress tries to agree on federal spending. Historically, the U.S. government has only shut down 10 times, first in 1981 and most recently in 2018. Many of these shutdowns only lasted a few days, but the one at the end of 2018 was the longest ever, spanning from December 21st, 2018 to January 25th, 2019. Government shutdowns and funding gaps have only occurred since the end of the 20th century, when Congress imposed deadlines on itself to pass congressional budgets, and the Jimmy Carter administration said that gaps in funding warranted all non-essential functions of the government to shut down. Since then, we've had many shutdowns for a variety of reasons, and if the government shut down tomorrow, it's impossible to predict how long it would last. Something else I did want to mention that relates to my last episode on congressional term limits is that California Senator Dianne Feinstein passed away this week. Feinstein was the oldest senator at 90 years old and did not retire despite her frequent health issues. Many congresspeople like her hold on to their power well into old age, while others like Mitt Romney have opted to retire and leave decision-making to the younger generations. Romney's decision to retire comes in the midst of ongoing debates over imposing congressional term limits and displays that this is one issue in U.S. politics that spans across the aisle. And with Feinstein's death, the governor of California is now facing pressure to name her replacement so that the Democrats can keep their majority in the Senate. Thankfully, by the end of tonight, we did see a bill passed by Congress and the White House that keeps our government functioning for the foreseeable future. If we hadn't, we would have just had to wait and see how long the shutdown was going to last. But who knows if the government will be open for business after that 45-day extension passes. Only time will tell. That's all I have for today's show. I hope you enjoyed September's episode, and you can listen to all of my other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sienna Pilati, and be sure to check out my Instagram at P-I-L-A-T-I-S dot policies. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure to come back next time for more of Pilates Policies.